Welcome to Take Me to the Cloud, a place for business professionals to hear insights and best practices from industry experts that combine cloud systems, operations, supply chain, and finance. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Take Me to the Cloud. I'm your host, Melissa Holton. Today, my co-host is the lovely Kim Gordon. She is a senior consultant in the Witham Management Consulting Services practice. Hey, Kim. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. I'm all scrummed up, ready for this conversation. That's right. Kim and I both just got our Scrum Master certifications, so you may all now address us as Scrum Master Melissa and Scrum Master Kim. I accept nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a pretty cool. It's a new, you know, certification for us, but a new way to employ some agile frameworks into our practice as consultants and, you know, provide value to our clients. Yeah, definitely. It, you know, Scrum, when I think about it, it's a different way of thinking, and it's also a different way of interacting with your tools. So once you think in terms of Scrum, the different tool sets you use have to change, um, and that's the exciting part. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of those tools that we are here to talk about today is Miro, and that is a new kind of whiteboarding tool that we are starting to use in our practice and help with some of our client needs, and we kind of just want to address what Miro is and how it can help our customers and how it can help our listeners. Kim, do you want to kind of start us off on what Miro is? Yeah, sure. And then I just want to recall everyone before this remote work, you know, most of the world was, you know, sitting in the office, interacting with each other. The old way of collaborating was actually via physical whiteboards, sticky notes, um, having those in-meeting conversations, right? Now that we're in a mainly a remote work world, we have to find a way to, to almost replace that type of interaction, right? And I think for a long time, formats such as PowerPoint was the main vehicle for that. But what PowerPoint loses in inside of meetings is that element of collaboration. Unless you really go out of the way to make it interactive, it's right. more so kind of just more linear in nature. And Miro is really designed to be interactive with a variety of tool sets. Right. And you can provide a link to your customer. You can provide a link to your teammate and they can go to the website. They can sign up and have a license or user access, or they can just be a guest and be anonymous. So when they're providing feedback, they can provide feedback that is more effective and, you know, not have to be so afraid of the possible repercussions of speaking up or, you know, giving their opinion. That's right. And I, what I found, find often, maybe sometimes if I'm working with a new client or a new group or a new teammate, at first I'll always disclaim, hey, this is going to be entered anonymously. The tool doesn't reveal to, to me unless unless we set that up up front of who is saying what, what comments are, right? So it's designed to be very adaptable to the audience. But then after that first time, people love it so much, they're, they're like, I do want my name associated with that. So mm -hmm. that's the interesting part with Miro, you, you introduce it, and then people are open to that collaboration over time. Yeah, with Miro now, there are some out of the box frameworks that are already in there, some agile frameworks, some other project management tools. Are there some that you like, Kim, or are found that are more effective? Yeah, so there's, I mean, there. when we're thinking of Scrum, at the end of the day, it's a, 
if, if you really want to boil it down, it's, it can be thought of as a Kanban board. So um, there's a lot of Kanban templates, and then the idea is you move sticky notes from your backlog, and, dis and you really interact with the team to really prioritize the events of the day, the events of the week in order to hit your milestones, right? So that in its most basic form, that could be it. What I find with project management for more of a strategic problem solving lens, I found a really great template and a really great format called Lightning Decision Jam. And um, it helps me when I'm stuck in project management situations where the team is not on the same page, we're having challenges and it's threatening my timeline, it's threatening the scope of the project. Lots of things can be going haywire. And the format that this is laid out in, it shows me it really facilitates the conversation with, hey, everyone, let's, let's out, list out all the challenges right off the bat. Let's dedicate a set timer, which Miro displays visually on the board. Let's just get it all out and discuss it for another set amount of time. Now, what this does, it really confines the idea generation. It prevents us from getting too lost in the detail. It allows for some discussion to be productive, not enough to make too much noise where we lose the objective of the meeting. Then we quickly segue into solutioning for it. And we often find that we can get immediate action items and course correct the a project. And I think that's so essential in project management. Yeah, agree. And you know, as you're, you know, thinking about time, that timer and, and kind of having that visual timer allows people to see, okay, this needs to be a quicker conversation. We want to get to the heart of the problem and not go too far down the road, we really just want to stick to the content at hand. And I think having that timer allows people to really hone in on the topic that they're discussing. Yeah, and, and you, you find that there's there's always a healthy balance between different tasks. If you do too much of isolated, hey, let's everyone generate sticky note, but no discussion, that's not truly collaborative in nature. Same with everyone talking over each other, that is also not collaborative in nature. So when you're designing your workshops and specifically, specifically with how you're timing your tasks, what tasks do you have in a row, you really need to decide what is your defined output at the end and really work backwards to designing your workshops. And then workshop design is really rooted in those exercises you build in and that timer. So it's all kind of linked together with how you plan it out. And when you think about having these workshops and you're trying to get to an end goal and you're looking for that output, how are you able to use Miro for analysis of what that workshop entailed? Yeah, it, it's really interesting. You have so when you're defining that output, you, you really have to know what report uh, you want to get out of it. And then oftentimes, you know, I'm not I'm not a PowerPoint basher at all. I love PowerPoint. And then I think if you use it as a reporting tool, then it may not be the facilitation tool, but at the end, if you know how to visually present the results, sum up what the exercises were. Um, what was the conclusion? There's still work that has to go into that format, and I think that's perfectly acceptable. Um, and I can give some examples of how we translated different exercises, which can often become gargantuan in how many sticky notes you're, uh, you're producing to mm -hmm. a digestible format. And there's tagging features so you can leverage in Miro. So this tagging allows you to really group things very easily and automatically. So that is automatically a, a time saver and an efficiency feature in Miro. And then other examples that I have, I recently ran an organizational path forward workshop with a group of stakeholders that needed alignment. So um, a project was basically up in the air, whether they should continue it, should they stop it, what were the net benefits? 
basically we guided them through a series of exercises where we were able to really identify in a very quick fashion, what are your key metrics for success for this project if it was to continue? We generated all the different scenarios what we could do with this project. And at the end, we really put measurements and saying if in each of these scenarios, how do we see those those key drivers being impacted? And that helped them make actionable decisions by formatting them in a very digestible, summarized view of what the discussion was. So the key is to really know what, how are you gonna summarize it and not get lost in the de- detail, which is a skill set in and of itself. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's great that you were able to provide that value to the, to the client and get actionable results at the end. We, you know, recently we had a, an intern presentation, you know, a culmination of their internship and we had all of our interns present and one of them decided to present how their internship went using Miro. And what I found different about that presentation versus the ones that were using PowerPoint was that it just felt more of like a story, like we were along for the journey as they were presenting their experience. And I think that's a cool way to use it as well. So maybe it doesn't replace, like you might have said earlier, that it might not replace PowerPoint, but the visual journey that it helps get you to, I think is also a pretty cool piece of of using this product. Yeah, definitely. Now, I I would also say that that almost might be a trap as well. So people, if they do a one-for-one and think, hey, I just switch out the tool, same results, they use it in a slide format, you're not going to really get the, I guess, the different benefits, right, if you don't leverage the full tool set. So I will disclaim that. But definitely, if you have a hybrid presentation almost, so just imagine you're, you're, you, you need to set the stage, you present some key slides, and then you facilitate discussion in one of them. So it's almost like this interesting hybrid mix. You don't have to get rid of the concept of PowerPoint completely as you're using Miro. And that's, that's the real beauty of it. And then I, I can also give other examples, like even outside of a group setting, it is so scalable. I use it in all my one-on-ones now. Um, I use it for conflict resolution. I use it to give team feedback and also do team planning. And I'll give you some examples. So recently I had to give feedback to a team member to really identify the challenges and solutions. Um, Now I, in my typical agenda, Sometimes I get better reactions. Sometimes I don't get the ideal reactions in those types of sessions. As you can imagine, there's a lot of pushback a lot of times. So I really had to brainstorm, how can I make this agenda being more receptive? And then I ended up designing a mural workshop out of it, really identifying, hey, let's just generate for five minutes. What are the challenges? I'm going to generate what I see. And then we can discuss if you see it the same way. We'll discuss our some of our key sticky notes. And the results were staggering. I had the same exact agenda but it was no longer linear. It was so interactive and um, it really engaged the self-awareness of the person I was giving feedback to. And then they were so enthused, they ran off and did a mural on their own solutions and we had an action plan. So you can, the scalability is amazing. It doesn't take a particular different approach necessarily. You can have the same agenda. You just put it up as exercises instead of it mean talking to someone, we're talking together in a different way um, and the results are completely different. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, Scrum Master Kim, we we did this agenda (laughs) for this podcast using a Miro exercise. Yeah, I mean, it's it looks like a whole uh, process flow. So we we might be revolutionizing how agendas look going forward (laughs) with this. It's amazing. I think it should be said though, you know, 
Miro is a marketplace solution out there. There are other solutions, you know, that can be similar in nature. There's Microsoft Whiteboard, Lucid Spark, and I'm sure there are many others that we're not naming, but we have been using Miro for the last few weeks and, um, you know, are just talking to our experience on that. Yeah, most definitely. You definitely don't need a specific type of tool and all the other ones, they they have similar advantages and then um, it's really up to preference of what you like. And then worst case scenario, it could be as low tech as you want. You can, if um, you're really trying to kind of cut down on costs, you can share your 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 video, have a whiteboard behind you on your, your meetings, and then you could use physical sticky notes. That's probably not the, the best way to do it. But the point is, is that you can leverage a lot more types of tools if you, if you so desire. Even in PowerPoint, you can make pseudo sticky notes design different workshops in there. It's just the the build out is meant to be more streamlined and you can definitely tell the difference between something manufactured in PowerPoint for that purpose versus Miro or some of those other tools. Yeah, the the UI is a little bit different. Well, Kim, thank you so much for chatting with me today. And um, thank you to our listeners for catching us on another episode of Take Me to the Cloud. We hope you enjoyed and we'll see you on another episode. You've been listening to Take Me to the Cloud. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to be alerted of new episodes. For more information, visit witham.com.